Empires with Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! You guys wear a lot of spandex and live together. Are you gay? I have to laugh. <laughs> Whew! Ugh. All right, back to back to back, back upstairs. Oh, you're late. You're late for a very important make. You didn't poop or shit or crap. You're late. You're late. You're late. What the fuck is happening? Boy. Forty hundred years, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty adventures forever, forever, never, Rick and Morty, never. Hundred years, just adventures, old-fashioned Rick and Morty-style adventures forever. <laughs> I didn't. We'll watch, talk about that. I didn't watch the trailer. Was there a trailer? or Did they just announce mm-hmm. it? Trailer. This is Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. There's actually not a lot in the trailer. Like, it starts off with um, the whole family's walking through, like, a woods. And Rick is like, wait, it's too quiet. And Summer goes, you forgot to say quiet. And he goes, I didn't forget shit. If it's too quiet, it was obviously quiet to begin with. (laughs) And then there's, like, a giant, like, Rick head hologram hovering over Earth. And there's some sort of battle with, like cyberpunk birds and i mean there's not like a ton in it it's just basically the point is that uh coming in june new season rick and morty coming I'm in june so excited and i will also be coming in june when yeah. rick and morty season five hits the- <laughs> yeah i am so stoked uh mm-hmm. when you text that to me uh i was so excited i'm just like yes finally <laughs> Yep, and then uh, actually the post that was with the trailer I saw said, now you can all start asking us about season six. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since we're talking about trailers, there were two other ones that came out recently. Heck yeah. Uh, The one I saw this morning uh, for Spiral, the Book of Saw. Oh, I haven't seen that new trailer for that. I'm stoked. I saw you post about it, but yeah. I didn't get to watch the trailer because I was out and about. Yeah, I uh, and I even posted it like I'm super excited. Just when I thought I was done, they pulled me right back in, and I don't want to hear your negative, like your negative uh, vibes on it because I know a lot of people, uh, just like to rap on the Saw series, and I understand mm-hmm. fully. I am very aware how stupid they get later yeah, on. They're pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm super stoked that they're kind of bringing a fresh take on it with and having a Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. <coughs> totally. Um, yeah, I still need to watch. Because I actually didn't see any of the Saw movies. I think I saw... I maybe saw Saw 3. I definitely saw the first two. <coughs> I can't remember if I ever saw the third one. Well, yeah. Uh, th- so I didn't see any more than it. I, I may have only seen two of them. <laughs> Which is fine. I don't think you, like, uh, 
I don't think they're going to care much or for continuity issues, except for maybe mm-hmm. the first two films anyway. So Probably, yeah. Whatever. I'm super stoked. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, COVID. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm super stoked. I can't wait, especially with the slew of other horror movies coming down the line in the spring mm-hmm. and summer. It's a good way to kind of set it up. <laughs> totally. The other trailer this week that got me all pumped up, and I think got a lot of people all pumped up, is the first trailer for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Oh my god, that thing is hilarious. <laughs> it looks so fun. <laughs> and, I did not know um, Sylvester Stallone is voicing King Shark. Heard, yes. Nom nom. <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite part. They're breaking into a place and King Shark just comes up behind the guy who goes nom nom and eats him. I don't know. That shot of King Shark just straight up ripping a dude in half was pretty awesome. I'm telling you, I I, I said it before, King Shark's gonna steal his movie. Mm, I don't know. He's got he's uh he's got his money out uh he, he's got a, his work cut out for him if he's gotta compete with John Cena as Peacemaker. <laughs> Douchebag Captain America if, as John Cena if this entire entire beach was covered in dicks and somebody said i had to eat all of the dicks until the beach was clean for liberty i'd say no problemo <laughs> it's so fucking why would fun. somebody cover a beach in penises who knows why madmen do what they do <laughs> i just love like all like Idris alba's as Bloodsport, Bloodsport, just telling people to fuck off. <laughs> Shut the fuck I, up. <laughs> one of my other favorite things in the whole trailer is right after uh, King Shark does the whole hand <laughs> and Bloodsport is like, we're all going to die. And Polka Dot Man is just like, I hope so. <laughs> I like when um, w- w- I like when they find Greg Capaldi's The Thinker. Or whatever uh-huh. they like, give him was like you don't you give us horrible intel, we kill you. If you do, if you lead us into a trap, we kill you. And Harley's just like, if you have uh, personalized, personalized license, license, license plate, we'll kill you. <laughs> I I thought it was even better. If you don't cover your mouth when you <laughs> cough, we'll kill you. And Flag is like, no, no, no. Although you know that isn't an invitation <laughs> to cover or to not cover your mouth when you cough. It's like I, I, I love, and I also love that it's fucking Starro the Conqueror. Yeah, <laughs> we are kaiju's. Starro the Conqueror, a giant alien starfish. Who would have guessed that that would have ever showed up in a movie? I am stoked. I don't so want to see good. any more trailers. Just I don't either. As is. I don't either. No, I think that's perfect. Now now that I saw that trailer, August 6th seems so far away. So fucking far. It's like, I want to see this movie yesterday. Yeah, like, I've... I was excited from like that first like sort of trailer where it's like them mm-hmm. doing a lot behind the scenes and this is just oh my god like mm-hmm. vermin just licking the side of his cell yeah like all the little nuances with every character and it's hard to guess uh well it's sort of hard to guess who is the cannon fodder in this movie because so many of the characters are um played by relatively big names and a lot but a lot of them are also really unknown characters so like 
I can't remember the name of like Pete Davidson's character, He's but black, he could be Blackguard, I think. Blackguard. Yeah. He could be cannon fodder. But I mean, so could Polka Dot Man. Or so could, I mean, just about anybody could be cannon fodder in this movie. All I'm is saying of, is we riot if they kill King Shark. <laughs> I think. Well, obviously, Idris Elba, uh, Bloodsport, Harley, King Shark. Peacemaker, probably. Maybe. Peacemaker and um, let's see, King Shark. Oh, and Captain Boomerang. Yeah, <laughs> Boomerang. Even though he was barely in this trailer. Yeah, it looked like he was like all. He re- I do like how the beginning of this trailer is them trying to help out Harley by breaking her out or whatever, and she's just standing right there. Like, what are you guys? What are you do- guys doing? <laughs> Flags like we're here to rescue you. That's we had so a plan. Sweet. It was it was a really good plan too. I could go back in and you guys could do it. Anyway. She's like on the verge of crying because she's just so emotional of how how Margo sweet it is. Robbie, like at this point, I can't imagine who else they could have gotten to play that character so good because. She was really good in the first Suicide Squad, and actually, I know I know it's not a good movie, but I still kind of like that first Suicide Squad movie, actually. And she was so good in Birds of Prey, and then, I loved the. And then in the, at the end of this new trailer, when she's like, "I love the rain," it's like aliens are, or, it's like angels are splooging all over <laughs> us. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a. Ride. It really is. It's it's bonkers looking. Yeah. Were there, was there another trailer of some sort? Or? No, I think that was it. Yeah. Um, the for... only other things I've done recently is I read some comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the third issue of Ha Ha, which was sad. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Yep. It's just the story of a mime. So there's no words in the entire book. It's just a mime trying to find his place. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And then second issue of Stray Dogs, which again, mm-hmm. it's getting really good. Like, I'm like, image, keep knocking it. But mm-hmm. that, and then I didn't think I'd talk about the first time around, but I have the first two issues of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. I saw a picture that you posted of that. What is that? It's in the future, and there's, and one turtle is left alive. Okay, and who he, is it? Do you know? Yeah, I know who it is. Do you want me to tell you? It looks on the cover like it's probably Raphael. It's not. It's Michelangelo. Oh, okay. And he is fulfilling the last mission of his brothers and Splinter, which was to kill uh, Shredder, uh, Karai's son. Like, okay. that is his. that is the sole purpose of what he's doing to avenge his family. Uh, he has everyone's weapons and he literally is going after Karai son to kill him in the most brutal way possible for what they what his what Shredder and Karai have done to his family. Interesting. And it's I mean it's cool because it's Michelangelo so like the party dude became like mm-hmm. the darkest of the dark. Yep. Um and it's it's interesting. I I'm enjoying it. Um then I read the first issue of the of Carnage, white, black, and blood, mm-hmm. and I hate it. <laughs> oh, why do you hate it? It's because it might be because I'm just getting all symbiote out. Mm. Um, but it's like a weird side story. It's supposed to be super bloody, and it's like it's not Cleus Cassie. It's like past Carnage on a different person who's a cowboy, 
And it's like talking about the story of like him and Shriek and how they've known each other f- since the beginning. It's but they, it's I'm like ugh, but, I hate this. <laughs> it, it, but but Carnage was birthed from Venom. Yeah, but apparently Carnage has been around a lot longer, according to like the idea. That's yeah. not that's oh that's like the one downside of the absolute maximum the absolute Carnage stuff that happened before because it basically is saying Carnage has been around since at least the Pilgrims <sighs> and it's caused insanity it's so they've Marvel has convoluted Carnage so much and I'm just like I just want him to be a murdering symbiote that does not give a shit <laughs> yeah I I'm way out of touch apparently because I still remember Carnage being the offspring of Venom. He still is too. Like that part hasn't left, but apparently but that didn't happen until the, I know. And then I read Marvel's Alien, and okay. I didn't like that either. <laughs> oh no! Why well, didn't you like that one? It's the guy drawing it draws people weird. Oh. Uh, it, it's a like it, they're like it's like off-brand Lance Henriksen because <laughs> I guess this takes place after the events of at least the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, so but it mostly focuses on the people and not much the xenomorphs to kind of build it, and the build is just kind of dumb. Like this guy that was uh some guy who survived the xenomorphs is back on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um. His son comes to like visit him after not seeing him for years, just to steal his Wayland uh, Enterprise yeah. uh, access key. Where him and a bunch of freedom fighters go in and try to destroy the place because they're like, "There, we don't know what they're hiding." And now they're trapped in. And then one of the uh, scientists trapped them in a holding cell mm-hmm. area with a xenomorph, and that's where it ends. That's weird. Because I read um, last year or the year before, I actually read some of the old novels that they had written uh, based on the Alien series where – because the Alien series obviously doesn't have any sort of uh, real continuity. They seem to just do whatever the hell they want with it. But this series took place after they retconned it. these novels were written before there was Alien 3. That's okay. what it was. So, um, <coughs> uh, Newt was written into the novels, but then Alien 3 came out. So they, who was it? Newt and somebody else that didn't survive into Alien 3. Um, the two survivors at the end of Alien 2. Anyway, the point is they were rewritten after alien three came out and those characters were dead. So there's two characters in these books that are essentially newt and whoever the other character is I'm blanking, but they have different names. (laughs) It's so weird. But, um, what happens in those novels is the aliens eventually make it to earth and they start, uh, taking over the planet. That's why I feel like this is where it's starting to go. Because mm-hmm. right now they're just in like a Wayland lab experiment where they're doing like a laboratory where they're doing a bunch of experiments and there's like one door that's like Alpha Project where it's just a xenomorph. 
Uh, I don't know. It's very. I might give it one more issue, or I'm just gonna wait till it starts showing up on the app because I <clears throat> I just don't know if I have the time or energy to spend money on something that I'm probably not gonna be super into. Alien and Predator are both weird properties because the um, Alien has two good movies and then three and Prometheus and Alien Covenant, which are all bad. Yes. And um, you know what? Everybody kind of gives the Alien versus Predator movies crap. I love those movies. I like them. I think they're, I mean, are they the greatest thing ever? No. Uh, but they're still fun. Yeah, I love, like, <laughs> I would like AVP Requiem to be a little bit brighter in terms of, like, it's like you watch that movie and you can't barely see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, you got to adjust your TV settings. Yeah. I had to do that, actually, uh, what movie was I watching? Your oh, Mom's Sex Tape. No, oh. uh, <laughs> 2014's Godzilla actually. We were we were just talking that... about this because mm. I because I bought. Did you buy the 4K one? No, I just have the Blu-ray because I had to do with the 4K one last week, or uh, mm-hmm. where I had to like brighten up because it was so hard to see what was okay. So that's good to yep. know that the Blu-ray has it's, the same. No, it's no, it's the movie. Yes, yeah. it's and the transfer to the to the blue. I had to change it to. Uh, like there's a bunch of presets on my TV and there's like natural and vibrant and a bunch of, I think I had to put it on vibrant to be able to see what was going on. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty bad. But it still looks amazing in 4k. It looks great. You just have to change your TV settings to be able to actually see it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I might give alien like, like Predator comes out in May, mm-hmm. so I'm curious what they're gonna do with that. But right now I'm like, ah, kind of a miss miss moment there with a with Alien. And I've also, never, yeah, I've never read them, but I know that the uh, earlier Predator comics like actually went into explaining like the predator culture and yeah. stuff like that like actually went to their home world and stuff like that so. and i have a like the, and lately with predator besides the shitty uh movie that came out a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um like I see predator was in super prominent in a lot of books <clears throat> like he mm-hmm. had like Predator was doing that bit with uh, and they had the Archie versus Predator series, which is yep. the first series was hilarious. I didn't bother with the second, and then there was the brief Alien Xenomorph, uh, Alien Predator <clears throat> and Judge Dread. Yeah, crossover. And back in the day, there were both. Was it Aliens? There was Aliens versus Batman. There was. Predator versus Batman, I believe, and I think I have, there may have even been an Alien versus Superman. I, can't I have, remember. I have the Alien versus Superman series mm-hmm. in trade. Um, okay, so it was Alien versus Superman. Yeah, okay, uh, that's what I thought. So I'm very curious. Uh, I'm kind of sad though, when because it's got you know it's going to happen when Predator and Alien find their way into the rest of the MCU of the uh, the comics. I mean. I hope they don't do that. They're mm-hmm. probably gonna. Like, I'm sure they're gonna do a Guardians bit where Guardians, like, run into a Xenomorph kind of deal. 
Mm. So, and I think that's part of the problem is because Predator and Alien are very much like more mature mm-hmm. uh, content. I yep. say that knowing full well that Predator is now a playable character in Fortnite. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. Although, <clears throat> back in the day, that's actually not that surprising, though. Because if you remember correctly, when we were kids, there were toys for children based on R-rated movies. I had alien action figures, Predator action figures, Terminator action Did figures. Did you see the new alien figures that Walmart has? Yes, they have new ones. Yeah, I was very confused about those. I wasn't though, because they existed when we were kids. In fact, I have a box over that way somewhere that still has my old Alien and Predator toys. Yeah, I I, I found these ones more confusing because I'm like, what are they promoting? Like, what's happening? Somebody, uh, I can't even remember who. I looked at the company name on the box. It's a weird. It's a weird brand. Just somebody picked up the license, and they probably weren't promoting anything. Just somebody picked up the license, I imagine, and was like, hey, let's. Market, especially since Disney purchased Fox, they yeah. probably put the license up for just money. I'm still you know? waiting to go on the Disney Plus app to find like the Paramount Stars, like the section where it's just all those movies. Well, Paramount has their own app. Not <clears throat> Paramount. I mean, uh, Fox, like the the Fox mm-hmm. Stars thing. Yeah, I don't think they're doing that, are they? They were supposed to back in February. Although- I did see The Simpsons on Disney Plus recently. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe so, I'll go hunting later. Because <clears throat> I was looking through the movies on Disney Plus and I saw The Simpsons movie was already on there. So I think it. Uh, I think currently, though, I think HBO Max has like Alien and stuff like that. I think they're still running out the license for yeah, whatever app they're on. Right. Um, they're all licensed out currently, I believe. Did you watch a movie recently on. HBO Max, because I have a question for you. This is totally off topic of a lot of things, but I'm curious. Did I watch was... a movie on HBO yeah. Max? I don't think so. Because I because I noticed on mine in the upper right hand corner, there's like a sliver of like white. Hmm. Like, and I don't know why. No, the only thing I've watched on HBO Max recently is Leanne and I are finishing up The Alienist, the TV yeah. series, and I don't remember seeing that when we were watching that because I, uh, I nights ago. Yeah, because I watched <laughs> Kong Skull Island, and it was just, it didn't take up the entire side, but it was like a good portion of the right side of my screen, like, going down. Like, you you can see it, but it for me it was super distracting just because hmm. it cut, because of all the dark areas that kind of bounced off it. Well, I'm, I'll go look when we're done yeah. podcasting and see if I've got that on mine too. That's weird. But I've mostly been, lately, the majority of my HBO has been used for Impractical Jokers. Yeah, me too. I've watched some of that recently. I went back to season one and season two. and I... I'm on the last season right now. I just finished the episode where Saul lost and his punishment was to get peed on. Oh, Oh, God. Yeah. Great. But since we're talking about that stuff, um, as of now, recording, tomorrow is Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, it is. And I just finished watching all three movies. I'm probably going to watch the original Godzilla vs. Kong in a little bit. Oh, that movie's so 
so hokey. It's so hokey. I mean, <laughs> I I I agree with someone on Twitter the other day. It's like I I where it's like I just want God. I just want Kong to have electric powers and never explain why he has them. Just and for he, that brief and, moment. And the suit yeah. that Toho made for that film for Kong. So I mean, that hokey. was already the era where Godzilla looked pretty bad. But the Kong suit is so janky in that movie. I know. I, I'm probably so going to go back janky. and rewatch it. But <laughs> I've been staying off the internet because we've already had one thing ruined. And so, mm-hmm. and apparently people are already mm-hmm. reviewing the hell out of it. And I, yeah, need to figure I, out, I need to figure out how to get that job. But then, <laughs> but not put it in a way where it's like, I want to ruin it on everyone's Twitter feed. Because I'm super stoked. Like, I have the mm-hmm. day planned. Like I'm probably gonna like. I think you and I. I'll probably be talking to you the afterwards. Like, yeah, I gotta and, work. Yeah, so I can't watch it till I get home. But but yeah, I'm. I cannot wait. After rewatching all the films, I'm just super, super excited. Uh, Cavity Colors has a new a whole line of Godzilla versus Kong merch that they're putting out. Oh, do they? They I didn't do. Notice that it's it. It looks okay. I kind of want the hoodie that they're putting out because it just has Godzilla and Kong in red and black and blue, mm-hmm. on the and it has like a pretty decent backing to it. But then they have like Team Kong and Team Godzilla shirts. Uh, that I'm like, I kind of want one of both, one of each, just to just to really screw with people. Nice. I don't know. Overall, just super stoked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Give it to me now. Put, as I as I told you earlier with Ricky and Morty, just put it, shove it in my pee hole. Oh, God. <laughs> do it. That's how oh, excited man. I am. Oh, man. That's it, that's something. <laughs> what, putting it in your pee hole? You haven't tried that before? Yeah. Nope. No, I'm not a sounder. No, thank you. Come on, buddy. There's a, there's a first time for everything. Yeah, I, that's what I'm told. But Sounding I buddies. <laughs> I mean, what? That's weird. <laughs> I'm just going to gloss over that and go right to Falcon and the Winter Soldier instead. <laughs> because there's a lot to take in in this episode of Falcon oh my, and the Winter yeah, Soldier. This episode was weirdly like... Uh, I've been seeing a lot of criticism about it. Only because... I so. Well, the, the criticism I see is mainly the reasons why we love it is mm. everyone got so used to the weird, ma- like magical aspects of mm-hmm. WandaVision that they kind of expected something along those lines in this. Yeah, but this is, eh. and this is way more grounded. <clears throat> so this to is speak. Way, yeah. Well, yeah. And it is, it's way grounded and it's especially, um, you know, there's not like a lot. I mean, obviously we're dealing with superheroes, but there's only one superhero action sequence in per episode so far. So like this episode was the whole awesome fight scene on the top of the 18 wheelers, which actually, for whatever reason, weirdly took me out of the show for a minute because I was like, you can't stand on the top yeah, of a moving 18 on there <laughs> of all the things to pull me out of thing. Like we're talking about super soldiers and I'm like. How are they standing on those tractor trailers while they're moving? Never mind that that guy has a wing pack that he can fly with. And that guy is a cyborg with a metal arm. Those things I'm okay with. I will say the thing that pulled me out is when they go, when 
when they first get when they get on the front one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is the guy in the back not like ramming into them or saying anything? Like the guy driving the one behind. Yeah, that's true. Him. He didn't even do anything. And uh, well, and the one other thing that made me go, huh? Well, there's a couple things in this episode that made me go, huh? Because I'm starting to wonder about um, John Walker. Oh yeah, because, John. Well, number one, number one, the the reason I'm wondering about him is. He's not a super soldier that we know of, but he can throw that shield and he, uh, you know, f- got whooped off the back of an 18-wheeler through somebody's windshield and got up and walked away. Like, There's something there they're not explaining. Yeah, there's something going on with him that's weirding me out a little bit in terms of... But <clears throat> mostly what I loved about this episode is all of the stuff involving of course race both... <laughs> what's that race because holy shit race and bucky's um well obviously bucky's still dealing with his trauma but it kind of goes hand in hand with the race thing because throughout the entire episode with bucky giving sam all the shit about giving away the shield and sam just being like you know, trying to brush it off, but then when they're having that couples therapy scene, <laughs> stop and, it! Are you guys having a staring contest? Stop it! Stop it! Uh, but when Bucky finally admits that the only reason he cares is kind of a selfish reason, where he's like, "If Steve was wrong about you, then that means Steve w- was probably wrong about me," because obviously Bucky has to the only thing Bucky has to hang on to which is sad and pathetic and hopefully by the end and I'm assuming by the end of the series he'll get over it the only thing Bucky has to hang on to is the fact that Steve thought he wasn't a bad guy yeah um but then I think Sam finally got through to him a little bit like he didn't say it outright but he looked right at Bucky and was like you just could it, you need to accept that I thought that I did was right and that I gave this up for reasons that you and Steve will never understand. And just to kind of fuel it further, this this episode, because then they're like, they're, they get broken. They, it's uh, John Walker and Battlestar. Battlestar. Uh, <laughs> I love that that's what finally broke Bucky. He said, all right, pull over. <laughs> he, he, had just, he already was like pissed off enough at them riding in that car and then finally he's just like Battlestar really alright pull the car over I'm done <laughs> which I'm like, which surprised me because I was like I'm not familiar with the character that much but I know that he's a, that is a real Marvel character mm-hmm. yeah yep. I was just like oh shit they really pulled out Battlestar well there were a couple other real Marvel characters in this episode too that we haven't even gotten to yet yeah. but then it, oh. like, it really gets because they go uh because Bucky then is like, well, I need you to go meet someone mm-hmm. who might be able to help. And man, this kind of, well, this was me. before even there, but this was when they go see, um, uh, Isaiah, who is a, also a comic character Yeah, that I didn't even know about till this week. I learned about him this week, but he was another super soldier at the time. Uh, they don't specify, in the comics, I guess he was doing everything at the same time Steve was in World War II. This series 
doesn't seem like it. Uh, he says he met Bucky in Vietnam. Yeah, I think or Korea. It, Vietnam, Korea, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, and he is a black man who did all this stuff, like did all the same stuff Steve did, got no recognition and was put in jail. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Like, Fun fact about that actor. He's the voice of Martian Manhunter in the Justice League animated shows. I thought so. I He sounded super familiar. I'm like, I know this man from something. But yeah, I but, can't think of what. But yeah, but then Sam just being utterly pissed off. He's, he's like, you're telling me there was mm-hmm. a black Captain America and nobody knew about him. Yeah. Yeah. And Bucky's like, well, I didn't tell anybody. I thought he'd been through enough. But it's like the implicate the fact that Steve in World War Two and beyond, even all the years he was buried in ice was like this big famous hero symbol and isaiah was locked away and nobody knew his name like fuck yeah and then and then to cap off that whole thing bucky and sam walking down the street having the having that argument and the cops pull up and immediately just assume that sam is bothering bucky yeah and that he's causing a problem and are like, we need to see some ID. And then Bucky says the whitest thing he possibly could have said. He just goes, Sam, just show him your ID. Yeah. Fuck. What God the damn. Fuck? Way to Come go, on, Bucky. Bucky. <laughs> Instead of being like, no, what are you doing? He Like, that's my friend. We're friends. He just goes, come on, just show him your ID. It's like, no, he doesn't need to show them his ID. He shouldn't be stopped on the street for walking and talking with somebody else just because he's black. And the only reason the cops didn't do anything was one of them recognized him as Falcon. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out on top of that... Bucky's the one with the arrest warrant. Yeah. The white guy that they were ignoring. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, oh, this is all just too real and too. <laughs> well, and it just, I just love, on top of, to kind of go with that, but I love Sam and Bucky's just banter. Because, mm-hmm. like, when they're talking how they're going on a mission, and, and Bucky and, and Sam's like, well, it's one of the three things. It's either aliens, uh, aliens, robots, or wizards. And so this is a wizard. It's like, it's not a wizard. What is Doctor Strange then? He's a sorcerer. Ah, but a sorcerer is a wizard without a hat. (laughs) I also loved Bucky being like, yeah, I read The Lord of the Rings when it first came out in 1937. (laughs) Bucky, the original hipster. See, it's so I read it before it was cool. <laughs> the two of them, though, together, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. Good lord, they're good together. There, there's um, there was a Twitter I saw where it's like the scene where they get booted off. Uh, they, they like they like fall on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're ch- after the after chasing the trucks and someone's like you know disney we know you have a full b-roll of these two of these two doing this over and over again we want you to put it out the entire thing <laughs> yeah i know i and 
they get in some really good jabs at each other. Like in the middle of that fight when Falcon flies up, he's just like, ha, that little girl kicked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> or um, uh, what was the other one that made me laugh really? Oh, when Bucky jumps out of the airplane <laughs> and he crash lands and Red Wing flies up. and You know, you know I got that all on tape, right? <laughs> get that thing out of my face or I will break it in <laughs> The other thing I also really like, though, is when um, they're going to meet up with the Flag smash or they're going to spy on the Flag Smashers, and Bucky's doing all, like, his stealth thing, and uh, um, Sam is like, oh, look at you, you spend some time in Wakanda, and you come out all Black Panther, and Bucky's like, actually, it's White Wolf. Yeah, really? <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to, like, accept that whole White Wolf persona by the end of the... Because he already has said he's trying to not be the Winter Soldier anymore. Yeah. By, so, yeah, by by going and trying to redo, like, try to amend for everything he's done, as mm-hmm. well as, I guess, it seems like... Because, like, they even said during their session where, Anthony, where Sam's like, listen, we're just going to squash whatever we have now, mm-hmm. we're going to do this... And then we're never going to talk to each other again. We go our separate ways mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And this is why I think later on we're going to get the whole. Uh, they're going to become enemies of the state because they're not going to be able to work with John and well, they Hodgkins. Already, they already have um, mentioned. Well, Sam already kind of says he doesn't want to go that route again because he brought... Because Bucky at one point says we need to just go take the shield. Yeah. And Sam goes, I think you forgot what happened the last time. Like, um, but, but later when... Sharon became an enemy of the yeah. state. We were on the run for... I don't want to live that life again. Yeah. But then uh, but I'm thinking because John broke him, took him out of jail and's like, nope, they're all good, but you have to work with us. And then he said, John t- makes a three, uh, a 180. And he's like, well, fine. If you're not going to work with us, then you better stay the hell out of my way. That's true. And Walker, they're doing something really interesting with Walker because I think it's important or, and I think it will prove important that Walker isn't a bad guy he is a guy that doesn't understand the privilege of his position yeah like he doesn't because we all know guys like john like obviously john's not i mean he's done a lot of good things you know for the army he's not a racist necessarily because his best friend is black and he's married to a black woman but he also is probably not Oh, he does. He doesn't seem like he's aware of the fact that he was probably can. There were probably other people just as qualified to like maybe his sidekick, quote unquote. Maybe Hodgkins was just as qualified to be Captain America, but he's a black dude, so maybe he was never even considered for the position. Well, it's also the opening, so, the opening of this episode where they actually have like the sit down interview, like mm-hmm. on the football field where it's very transparent and very mm-hmm. much like John's just like, Oh, I feel like we're just like, the, we have the same core value. Like he understands the, he's, the, uh, the, the top layer of what captain America means. Yes, I I think that's exactly it. Like, he doesn't understand, like, when that conversation in the Jeep when John is like, it would make it easier for me if I had Captain America's wingmen on my side. And that's when Sam is like, 
It's always that last line. It's because he is like, okay, Captain America worked with Bucky and Sam, but he doesn't understand that they were friends. Yeah. They weren't like Cap. They weren't Steve's sidekicks. They were Steve's team. Like they were all kind of Steve saw everybody kind of on an equal playing field. And, and John, John sees everyone kind of working below him, but right. not necessarily what he thinks is part of what he considers a mm-hmm. team is not what Steve thought was a team. And he also doesn't seem to quite understand patriotism or yeah. government because he thinks because he's Captain America, like he finds Steve and Bucky by hacking Red Wing and then goes, well, it's government equipment and I am the government. Yeah, it's like, he's gonna, yeah. it's, he's gonna use, he's gonna, he's gonna become a problem. Uh, so he's like, a, he's a dick. Like he's not, but he's not like a bad guy, bad guy. I think it, and when I said earlier, I think it's important. Like, I think they could show John growing and learning some things because we all know people like John who kind of don't understand white privilege and institutionalized racism and have room to grow. And I think if that shows up in something as mainstream as Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's a good story to tell. Is the growth of somebody who isn't a bad person, but also doesn't quite get it. (laughs) The other interesting parts, but then you have the other interesting aspect of this show involving the Flag Smashers. Uh, Yeah, them too. (laughs) I I have a new, I know we talked about it, but now I have a theory that I think works pretty well for Mm -hmm. what exactly is happening in this. Okay, because I have have one too. I want to see if ours are the same. So I got to find her name because I have to remember her character name. Oh, the redhead? The redhead. I can't think of her name either. Because she, the name they gave her, uh, okay, so they gave her the name Carly Morgenthau, which Mm -hmm. in the comics, Morgenthau the last name Morgenthau is the name of the actual uh, flag smasher villain. Okay. So they changed it up a little bit, but like they're off doing their thing. She does seem a little bit like she's in charge during the scene. Like uh, when they're in that safe house and they're like, are you with us? Like she's trying to get everyone recruited. Well, I think it's all, that's the other thing is I think based on that safe house scene, it seems like they're not, like alone in the world it seems like they have a lot of civilian support from yeah. other people so they're not like just like this weird rogue terrorist group it seems like a lot of people agree with them so yeah so they're so the whole crux the main crux of the other crux of this episode is they're following uh the flag smashers as they're taking supplies a lot of medical stuff mm-hmm. uh to wherever they're going mm-hmm. um and by the and also and after the scene uh mainly they don't they're only in it for like a short amount versus the rest of the episode but the last part of it is them uh carly gets a text message from someone being like you have something of mine and i Mm -hmm. will kill you and the well they mention him by name power broker and i'm like i'm like oh shit they're bringing him into this (laughs) well my theory is that all of the flag smashers are super soldiers because they stole from power broker exactly i think Mm -hmm. the the way the way power broker if i remember him i've i don't know him super well but i i've seen the spider-man stuff 
I looked him up in the in the comics. He does. He's just a businessman who deals in giving people superpowers. Yeah. Um. I think they may add a layer to this because the whole kind of just giving them powers with no consequences makes not a lot of sense. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the medical supply. I'm assuming that they're taking a variation of the superhero, the super uh, soldier serum, like an ingestible sure, yeah. or like a, a yep. pill form. Yep. And because of the radiation or something, they have to use the medical supply, some of the medical supplies to keep themselves alive if for Maybe. long usage. Cause it just doesn't make sense that they are these guys that just are, are kind of, I see like a Bane scenario. <laughs> well, and we're going to find out more obviously next week because at the end of the episode, we realize that they, there's only one man who knows all of the Hydra secrets because uh, Isaiah mentions it earlier that they were Hydra was not only experimenting on Bucky, but they were experimenting on Isaiah, who was a super soldier and who knows all of Hydra's secrets. Zemo. I can't wait. (laughs) I am so like when they show that one shot of him just sitting in his cell, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the flag smash and the Flag Smashers could be interesting, too, because they don't have... They could end up being a lot like Killmonger, where they they have a point, like... Because it, based on this episode, it seems like when everybody came back, all the dickheads who were in power that got blipped got their power back when they came back it would be like if mitch mcconnell disappeared and then as soon as he came back everyone you know and after mitch mcconnell disappeared lots of good things started happening and then mitch mcconnell reappeared and they went sorry if you're a republican listening to this and you like (laughs) mitch mcconnell stop listening to my fucking show he's an asshole he Um, looks like the pale man (laughs) uh and, and Mitch McConnell comes back and everybody's like, okay, you've been gone for five years, but here, go back to do So it sounds like maybe that's kind of what happened post blip is yeah. that a lot of dickheads came back and are trying to put the work. So they might have a good idea. Like if three, if three and a half billion people, this is a hard thing to think about in a reality situation, but if three and a half billion people from the entire planet disappeared, the remaining three and a half billion people would probably have to put a lot of their problems aside to try to get the world moving again. Yeah. And I feel Mm. like they're so far, they're kind of billing this to be like flag smashers are real, are bad guys. Mm. I don't believe, I think they're just people that are, that they think they're doing Mm. the right thing, just the wrong way around. Well, that's why I said, I think they're kind of like, cause Killmonger wasn't, wrong either he just did the wrong thing because in black panther killmonger was like hey wakanda there's black people suffering all over the world give them weapons well that was the end portion of it (laughs) right the end portion was let's give them weapons and they can kill white people which was the but his main point was wakanda you're hiding here with the ability to help black people everywhere you have enough money and resources to help other black people and you're not yeah and that's wrong but his way of going about it the wrong way was let's start a race war yeah pretty much 
Um, and so I think the same thing could be with Flag Smashers where they're like, hey, like, yeah, three and a half billion people disappeared and there was a global tragedy, but also we started to solve the pollution problem and a whole bunch of other good things while they were gone. And then they all came back and immediately started making things worse again. Maybe we should all be good again, but they're going to do something bad to try to start doing that good again. Yeah. I think you know like, I mean? Oh, I think they're probably going to hand out more of the, their variations of a super, mm-hmm. super soldier serum to other people while they're still raising money, stealing money and getting medical supplies. And I'm curious because she said that line about the, um, they care more about the people that left than the people that never went away. And I'm wondering if they, it's hard to tell from this episode, it would be a weird prejudice, but I'm wondering if they hate people who were blipped, even though people that disappeared didn't they obviously didn't disappear by choice they were snap they were you know unexist you know they were made to not exist against their will right so but i still wonder if maybe the flag smashers hate those people for coming back and that again, would make sense that was also not their choice yes. it was not their choice to come back but like, no it makes the most sense with everything that's been going on because resort with all the resources and stuff that were given to with mm-hmm. It's it's goes back to Thanos. Yeah. In a way, Thanos was right. He was another guy that good idea, bad execute or but, good motivation, bad execution. But now we're starting to see the effects of what Thanos was talking about, and this is kind of a really good re- representation of what Thanos was trying to avoid in the first place. This is an interesting um timeline for them to um explore and when they first decided to make five years pass and kind of i was like okay that's weird but now i kind of like it because now between wandavision and this we're getting to kind of explore what what happened right after they came back and what sort of effect does that have on the world? Cause you got to imagine five years, people started to kind of have time to adjust to the new reality yeah. and everything. And then everybody comes back and it's like, okay, what would happen if three and a half billion people disappeared for five years and then suddenly reappeared again? <laughs> like, what I mean, is that? Yeah. Like? It, it, it was explained in the episode, the first episode in a weird way with Falcon trying to get that loan for his sister it was mm-hmm. like, well, I've been, you have no funds. It's all over us. Well, I've been gone for five years, so I haven't mm-hmm. had a chance. And although it was kind of a cover over the fact that because his, his, his sister did the racist, whole, yeah. But also at the same time, like you sort of understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's this it's, this series is going to be very interesting moving forward. Uh, if they keep touching these things, mm-hmm. I'm super stoked. And I do think at some point Sam will spell it out more explicitly. We've seen it, we understand it, but maybe 
Bucky doesn't quite get it. Or maybe, like I said, maybe John Walker doesn't get it. And at some point, I think Sam has to say, look, I didn't become Captain America because this. Because, you know, uh, remember me getting stopped on the street for no reason by the cops? Remember, you know, my sister can't get a loan for our, you know, my sister and I can't get a loan for our family business. Like... The flag, the stars and stripes, like white people live in a different America kind of thing. And if he does become Captain America by the end of this series, which I assume he will. Oh boy, am I probably going to cry when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. um, Mm -hmm. Unless it goes the other route where, where Bucky picks up the mantle uh, and is like I'm gonna do. I hope he, I kind of don't want him to either. I don't want him to. I want it to be Sam. Yeah. Like, I really, really. I think based on everything out of two episodes that we've seen so far, what the series is trying to say about race in America, I think by the end of the series, it just means more if it's Sam. Yeah. I think it's more, and not just means more to the story. I think it means more to people of color watching the series it, overall if Sam be I want Sam to be cuz Sam obviously was Captain America in the comics but comics aren't as widespread I think cuz obviously the MCU doesn't you know uh doesn't make billions and billions of dollars if only people that read comics go watch MCU movies right it has I mean, to be so yeah. if Sam becomes Captain America in some, I think that means more just to our society to have Sam be Captain America. It's the, by it's the, the same for when Black Panther first came to, mm-hmm. to, to theaters. Yeah, we yep. we knew it was coming from the comic from a comic standpoint. Sure, but because of how more main, it wasn't as mainstream mm-hmm. as media for media. Like right. having the first like real African American. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean. There's Blade. Not just, well, I mean, the first more mainstream yeah. black superhero, but not just a black super, a, a black superhero who was royalty, who was a you know king of a nation, who had a lot of money, had a lot of power, which was something that people don't, you know, people of color don't see themselves in movies that way, really. Yeah. Um. In the same with. I think for Sam to don the stars and stripes and say, you know what, this is meant more to white people than it has to black people. And I want to change that. I want this to be, you know, the same for everybody. I think that is one of those things that can be, you know, having little, you know, you, you remember seeing little black, uh, little uh, African-American children getting so pumped up about, you know, black Panther. I want them to have the same thing to, like Captain America, like, I- yeah, and I feel like the way white guys have had their Captain America and their new douchebag Captain America. Yeah, that looks that is just Carl. <laughs> I sent that pop to you. I could. I was dying inside. That guy that customized that Captain America pop out of Carl. That's great. <laughs> I'm like, I need that. I really do. I do too. But I'm little sure Carl. He a, oh God, that was funny. <laughs> there's a there's a Marvel Legends. Oh, I think Walgreens exclusive of that of John Walker. I saw that, and I was like, "Nope, it has to be. He has to look more like Carl." 
Not only that, I don't like his Captain America. Co- I know that's what the the uh, U.S. agent uh, costume kind of looks like in the comics, but I just don't like. Yeah, it. it's not good. Uh... <laughs> I saw another meme that made me laugh real hard that I forgot to send to you. It was uh, you, mom. Can I have Captain America? Mom, no, we have Captain America at home. The Captain America at home, and it's a picture of John Walker. <laughs> There's a there's a tweet I saw where it's like four different images of car of John goddamn of John Walker uh in the series and he was just like and it's like how is it that this guy can look goofy as hell in four different ways <laughs> like and it's like him wearing the helmet from uh-huh. the first appearance him in another like he's like four different angles and it looks like a completely different goofy ass motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> poor actor we're poor just guy. giving him so much shit for how he looks well I'm, I I think by the yeah, I think by the end he'll definitely like not be he's gonna move on to not yeah. be Captain America I don't even think he'll be US agent by the time this is done oh you don't think so no I think this is gonna be a one and done thing huh. I could be wrong but the way I feel like he, something bad's gonna happen to him. <laughs> Maybe I'd be more. Well, we'll see. I guess. Yeah, but overall, yeah. super stoked for next episode. As always, like Marvel's killing it right now with oh with yeah. their TV shows. <laughs> totally, just getting us through till July when we can finally see that Black Widow movie until it gets pushed again. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest in that movie. Yeah, it's like, it's going to be out in theaters and on Disney Plus behind a paywall for $30. And I'm like... I heard, um... On lo- or I heard, I read online that uh, some of the people at Pixar are like, huh, not only are you not putting us in movie, putting our movies in movie theaters, like, you don't even think we're worth the price upgrade. It's that true. You- mm-hmm. Because Soul yeah, apparently was free. That, apparently that has not gone over well with the people at Pixar. Yeah, I don't blame them because like yeah. that, that Disney animation of Raya the Last Dragon was behind a mm-hmm. paywall. But Soul, yep. yeah, they're like Soul. I mean, I don't know yet. overall, but uh, what I read was somebody... It was one of, you know, it could be, it could be nothing. It was one of those, I, you know, one of my buddies that worked at Pixar said they're all pretty demoralized, but it, you know, maybe it's not true, but it seems like if that is true, I don't blame them. Well, it will be really interesting because Pixar's next film, uh, I think that they have a, I think they have another film coming in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what it's called. It looks fucking stupid, in my opinion. I haven't seen the. All I know, it. all I know, is like a kid in Peru, uh, but they're not kids. They're like mer people, but they're pretending to be humans, but they can't can't be around. I don't know. Hmm. I think that's also a Pixar film, but it'll be interesting to see when that comes out if they're gonna put it behind the paywall or not. Maybe all I know is I hope by August when Suicide Squad comes out. I'll be able to see that in the movie theater because by then I'll be vaccinated and I God, I can't wait. I want, I, w- I would love to go see Kong and Godzilla and Kong on the biggest theater I can, but I don't trust any of that. None. Not right. Not, not right, right now. Yeah. By the end of the year, but not right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I think, uh, I think we hit it all for this week. Yeah. Hit it, hit it, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, next episode we'll be reviewing Godzilla vs. Kong. And the next episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'm sure there's some other stuff. I'm going to probably do some more 
nerdy things. Totally. <laughs> totally. Well, that'll do it for this week, everybody. We'll catch you later. Alrighty. Later. Bye. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.